Hello and welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen and I am your host. And here with me, as always, is my delightful co-host, the wonderful, the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher T. Barty. Bardo, how are you, big man? How are you tracking? I'm very good, Pat. I'm very good. I'm back. I'm back amongst the winner's circle. Oh, back I love the winner's circle. the winner's circle. I'm uh, <laughs> flying on the back of the Pegasus that is Pat Cummins. Uh, <laughs> Soaring mightily <laughs> over the fields of Brisbane. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, I feel good. Um, How nice is it to win a cricket game? Oh, How good does that feel? Bloody lovely. And look, I just kept sitting there going, you know, this would have been great in November. Um, yeah. You know, but that being said, um, plenty, plenty of... Uh, it was an entertaining, entertaining little game, I thought. Um uh, obviously, uh, bowled well. We batted okay, um, and uh, our bowled, you know, clearly outstandingly. Um, and uh, great debutants, Chris. The debutants all did well. Great debutants. Great selecting. Good selecting, <laughs> fellas. You picked. You picked a couple of winners. Um, yeah, no, that's good. It's uh, uh, you know, even a what do they say? Even a, a, a dead clock's right twice a day. Um, so we're, we're on here. We're on. Yay. We're on. Woo. Yeah. Look, it's, it was a lot of fun, mate. I, I really enjoyed winning a test. I love a pink ball test too, Chris. I love them. Day night, the ball swings around. It does crazy stuff. Um, it was wonderful watching Jai Richardson bowl. I watched his highlights again this morning of that, of his, of his performance over the last three days. And mate, he was just so <laughs> good yeah some of those yorkers to just bowl blokes off stump without swingers angled in was just outrageous um, yeah i thought his left to right movement was was awesome um i love the fire that he brings as well yeah uh, so much bloody passion um you know he's not a big tall lanky bloke he's only about five ten, something like that yeah and um and he's just absolutely mashed it um i tell you what gets me excited about jai richardson uh imagine that guy with a duke in his hand Oh um, yeah, with yeah, inhuman conditions, that'll be outstanding. Um, Other good news, Chris. Have you heard about his nickname? No. John Richardson is known as the Shadow. Uh, the Shadow. Apparently, because he's uh, spent his entire time just like following Mitchell Stark's every footstep, um, <laughs> just walking around just in his back pocket. So I'm I'm loving that. Uh, right. The Shadow. He sneaks up at night time and just takes poles. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, fantastic stuff. We're back. <laughs> We're making runs. We're taking wickets. We're giving yeah. people funny nicknames. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> cricket. <laughs> Woo. Um, all right, folks, on the show today, we're going to have a, a big chat about uh, with Heidi Cheadle about some women's world action. She just won her cricket final last week for a club team and additionally was at the women's BBL final um, where the her wonderful sisters went down to the heat. So Hydes will be chatting all about that. The Windies and England have been having this crazy game, mate. Um, Jason Holder made 200. Some part-timer took eight for England collapsed. It was an absolute... It was buck wild. Um, so we're just going to chat about that. Plus our test win and then off to Canberra, mate. So hopefully, even though you and I are prone to talk a bit of nonsense, uh, it should be pretty short and sharp this app, I'm thinking. 
Yeah, that's right, mate. It'll be a bit more of a T20 innings uh, today. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling uh, as if Parliament will adjourn early. Oh, there's going to be some Canberra theme puns coming up in this ep, folks. Strap in for that. First things first, let's hear from Heidi Cheadle with the Women's World. I started out chatting to her about her club cricket victory last weekend. I'm going to hit recording because I feel like this is going really good. I'm, I'm rolling out, Hides. Please tell me the story of your cricket final, Hides. What happened? Paint me a picture. No, I mean, so we rock up for the semi because, you know, semi in the morning, final in the afternoon, so stakes are high. Yep, stakes are high. And then, lo and behold, Alyssa Healy walks out ready to warm up. Doesn't play the game all season, and we're like, "Oh God!" (laughs) 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 Uh, But no, it was actually really fun having that, and you know, sharing the stage with some BBL players. So it was good. Made the final, got hundred in in the innings. You did. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Christ, no. Um, like our whole team got a hundred runs, and we were like, "Oh Christ, we're losing!" And then we bowled them out for like sixty, and then we won. It was oh, unreal. Oh, dude, that is rad. It was. It was actually. It was a really good team effort. I will say, like we were fielding, and it was just like, like we're like a brand new team. It just all guns blazing. So Wait, it was, it was very you, exciting. How did you keep them under a hundred runs? Hundred runs in a twenty twenty, you're cooked. I know. So I like, I literally thought like I was just getting, I hit a few fours to start and then it was just like singles and I was like, oh my God, I need a boundary. Anyway, I ended up getting out. I think I got about 40 and I, I actually didn't know that that's what I was on because I, I, I thought I got like six singles and I was like, <laughs> so, and then we just kind of collapsed. Oh, <laughs> so we mate. only got a hundred and we were like, oh my God, we are like, but you know, like anything can happen in a final. So I was like hundred runs, like if we're on our game, we just got to take wickets. So we just kind of went out there and even in the warm up, we were like looking pretty hot. <laughs> and then we just, <laughs> we just got wicket after wicket and it was like, oh man, it was, oh, the bowls did well, the field did well, it was unreal. Um, Hides, that's freaking awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed, man. You must have been stoked with that. Yeah, we really were. Because, like, both both games were low scoring. Like, we got 115 in the first game and then 100 in the second game. So it wasn't heaps to defend. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like any – honestly, anything happens in a final. Like, anything happens. Anything goes. So that And was, runs on the board was better. Look, mate, runs on the board, it's always going to get you home and hosed. Hides, that was last <laughs> weekend for you. And then this weekend you had the WBBL final, mate. You must oh, just be off yeah. your chops, Hides. Are you exhausted? <laughs> Do you need, like, a weekend oh, man, off no, or something? Driving. Just straight up <laughs> I vibing. Driving. I love it. Um, how was the final, Hides, of the WBBL? So it was – actually, it was a great final, like – when you're watching, you don't want to just have an easy win. Like, it was a good contest. Um, yeah. Obviously, my girls didn't come out on top. I'm sorry, Hides. But uh, it was, look, it was a, it was a gallant effort. Um, I was actually really sad. I meant to get tickets, and then when I went to go buy them, they were sold out. So I had to watch it in the comfort of my own home instead of no. live in the but um, I was also would have like sweated like bullets had I gone to the final, so I was in aircon, so I was okay with it. <laughs> you were pleased that you weren't uh, having to deal with a million degrees, um, mate, and uh, a million people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was great. There was such a big turnout. Like I'm, I'm all for that. And when again, like 
you know, we and I have talked about, and me and Chris have talked about it a lot, but given the strength of that Sixers lineup, um, you'd be surprised if people didn't really get around it for the final. I was at the pub, Hides. I was at the Annandale um, having a cheeky oh, frothy. With, thank you. Thank you. Um, and there were all these, like, huge old, like, blokes in Aussie flag bloody singlets oh, just gathered around the WBBL, just, like, loving it. I love it was that. great. I was, love that. It was really lovely. Um, if you haven't seen that. a scorecard for it, folks, uh, the Sixers that did end up going down to the heat in an absolute thriller. Um, Elise Perry and Ash Gardner made 33 and 23 respectively. And Dane Van Niekirk, the South African, who just seems to get like a fine wine, gets better with age, uh, 32 not out there, hides at the end of that. <laughs> right, though? Uh, at the end of that. Uh, I could not agree more. She absolutely nailed it at the end then. Like she, one of them had to do the job and she did. It was unreal. Oh, 15. She was striking at 213, by the that way. That six that she hit on the leg side, it was just like, what else you got, bowlers? Yeah. It's like, you champion. Yeah, it's, it's uh, from a bowler's perspective, that's possibly the worst thing that can ever happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, seen that happen to me like more than times. Like, it's not good, Hides. It's not good. <laughs> um, did you feel like 131 was going to be enough, Hides, at the end of the 60s? You no, know, I kind I kind of did. I kind of did. When... When they started their innings and Miz, uh, Midge and Pez got out, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then Pez got interviewed, and she's like, I reckon 140, and that was when they were on sort of 60 or 70. So I think they did pull it out at the end because without Dunne, like getting all those runs, I think they would have been in trouble. But getting 130 in a final, like that's pretty good. I was I was pretty convinced um, that the Sixers would come out on top with that. And, dude, just how good is Grace Harris? I didn't realize she took three oh, for with the ball. Like, what man, is and, this and it was woman? so heartbreaking the way she got out. Like, oh, yeah. she so didn't deserve that. But she, you know what? She took it like a champion, and that's—it's all about attitude, man. Like, she, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, look, there'll be another time. It's not my like." But she's like, the, "The girls still have it," and she was right, man. They did have it. Beth Mooney, like, whew, yeah. good for you. Yeah. She looked like she was dying. Like it was a million degrees, but. When she was playing her shots, like her decision making wasn't affected. She it was all class. Like it was just a brilliant innings. Apparently, she was really quite sick as well. Hides. Um, yeah, she was struggling. You could see between overs, like she was just on a, on her haunches, and they brought out water. And I think she had a thing around her neck for. I think they did a drinks break after ten, so I think they brought like a cool thing around her neck. But um, I mean, she hung in there. Like she got sixty odd. Yeah. And without that, there's no way. Had had the sixes got her out. The heat wouldn't have been in it, I don't think. Uh, look, 65 there off 46 hides, nine fours. And considering that she had the flu and she was in a really bad way, um, it's a pretty exceptional performance. Oh. Um, and, and, yeah. the only other- and, and batting with Kirby, like yeah. the two of them, there was the momentum they built and just the focus that they both had was unreal. And uh, how is Van Niekirk's run out, by the way? Uh, just the top of the game oh. there to get rid of Gracie Harris. Like, what a gun. Man. She's just incredible. Far she out. is a to- like yeah yeah she what just a champion and mate Aaron Burns then comes on and just pulls the guts out of the middle order gets rid of Johansson for two and uh, Josie Dooley goes pretty soon after for nine um in the end they ended up getting home with a couple of balls remaining I loved it on <laughs> the shot that won the winning for the winning runs uh you know cracked a bit of a short ball wasn't a great ball from uh, Miss Cap no. But- 
It was not. It was a bit of a half tracker and she got pumped and the two fielders running in to get it had a total Benny Hill moment crash into each other as the ball rolled over the road. Just like not like not a great way. Like go down fighting, go like collide and get a four. That was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty sad. I will say like the Sixers have been like impeccable I think all season like in the field like and at least Perry's catch in the final was incredible and like 100% what they needed at the time. But um, I think, honestly, I think they might be a little disappointed. There were a few instances, a few dropped missed chances, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. again, I feel like pressure of a final, they're only human. So, yeah, they, they've won it two times before. Maybe it's time to share it around. Yeah, and look, man, like the Heat have been a real up-and-comer. I mean, Gracie Harris has been a revelation this WBBL season. Oh. I mean, I wanted to ask yeah, and, you. Yeah, and Sammy Joe Johnson as well. Totally. Sammy Joe Johnson's been gone. Uh, and Jesse Hansen. Anyway, you know, really a lot of talent down the order there. Hides, I'm starting to feel like Gracie Harris has to come into contention for for the women's side in the shorter formats of the game. If she's, do you feel like that's the case? And if so, who comes out if she gets in the side? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could answer the who comes out, but I feel like like she's, like Grace, she's fit. She's got a great like uh, attitude and mentality about the game, which I think is um, not something that you can necessarily practice. Like she's got it, and I think she'll always have it. And me personally, I would 100% bounce off that energy, and that would bring me in a cooler state. I think. So yeah, I think yeah, she'd be you. a really good person to have on the team. But man, I, who knows? Yeah, I don't and- know who I could. I'm not in the business of yanking people out of the team, hypothetical or not. <laughs> yeah, no. Who okay. am I to do that? Yeah, I, I, I hear you there, mate. I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, she's she's just been such a revelation, you know. She came she came in and only played a couple of games and, and has done really well. She has played a couple of ODIs, I think, um, for the women's side, but like some really big scores has been bowling well as well. Um, and, and yeah, it must be banging down the door. So look, Hyde's just going to be thrilled about the, the, the levels of talent in the women's, in the women's game at the moment, mate. Um, can, given that we were at the end of the WBBL season, Hyde's, what are some, what are some highlights for you, mate? What, what sticks out in your mind when you think of this WBBL 04? Well, I think that it's such an exciting time. I think this is probably... You know, as the BBLs go on, this they just get better. I think there was so much talent, so many outstanding performances, so many team performances, um, that it's just like it's just such an exciting time to be a part of women's sport. I mean, even if you're not on the big screen, but watching it, being part of the community, it's all coming up. I mean, you said, you know, there's a bunch of like men in their Australia Day single, it's like watching the women's game. Brilliant. Love that. Massive turnout. Like the the game was a sellout. It was everyone was just Oh, man, it was just its such a great atmosphere. It's such a cool thing to be able to binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> I would I would, I would. heartily agree, Huds. Um, yeah, look, he ended up getting away with it there and, and won the day. The 60s obviously got the minor premiership. Um, Hides, what happens now for women's cricket, mate? Is that the is that the end of the ball game for a little while? Is there another couple of series comings up? Like, Yeah, no, I, uh, I think WNCL will still kick on yep so breakers and all that um but yeah i'm not sure i think there's i also think these guys deserve a rest even if yeah. it's you know one or two days of not even training just kind of chilling out like they've 
that's a busy schedule through Christmas. Like it's a busy time of year. So, but um, yeah, I do think WNCL is still going. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Hyde. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, I think it is. Yeah, you're you're spot on. They're resuming again on the first of February. Uh, the Tasmanian Tigers oh, okay. versus the Western Fury and the Victorian women against the Queensland Fire. So um, we'll just have Ooh. to stay tuned for that, Hides. We might touch back in with Hundy you P. on the 3rd or 4th once those games are over and um, get get your thoughts, get your, your visions of all of that time. <laughs> Be my pleasure. Thank you, Hides. That's what I wanted to hear from <laughs> you. Um, mate, uh, before I let you go, any, any final thoughts, pal? Any final thoughts on uh, WBBL 04? Um, vibes, feelings, emotions, times. Oh, well, uh, I think I'll just end it with. I actually hadn't really, don't really know much about Kirby Short, but when she spoke and the way she spoke and the way she gave credit to the Sixers and Ellie's Perry in particular being the first woman to get 2,000 runs, uh, well, actually the first man or woman to do that, mm. um, just like a tribute to everyone. And, and even when Elise Perry was speaking, it was so well done and thoughtful and you know the when when Pez was getting presented she's like oh I'll give you a time you know talk about yourself and the first thing she said was actually no I'm just going to thank the crowd and it was so genuine and it's just I don't know they're really good cricketers they're really good it just looks like they're really good people they're like it it makes sense that those guys the leaders um because they've got you know armies and armies of children looking up to them hides I love it I love it thank you so much pal uh I will talk to you again in a week or so Okay. Thanks, mate. See you later. Bye. Thank you, Hides. As always, a pleasure to have you on the pod. It's great to have her back in the room, Bardo, after a bit of an absence. Bit of an absence. Bit of a lack of Hides in our life last couple of pods. A bit of a lack of Hides in our lives, but uh, good to have her back. And uh, lovely to hear she's having a bit of success on the field as well. Um, it's about bloody time someone on this podcast runs something. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, Chris. Uh, I, I wasn't going to mention my uh, three overs, one for about 60 that I bowled last week, but uh, here it is. Here it is. Good good work, PC. Well, if it makes you feel any better, after about four years of playing Don Bradman cricket, my yeah. you know my, my player, um, who uh, bat seven, bowls, <laughs> bat seven, bowls, right arm, fast, medium... I'm now a very good chance of being selected for an England county team. (laughs) (laughs) I I tell you what, I've been getting picked for Victoria for a long bloody time, and now I might get to find somebody else. I mean, it's been a slog, Pat. It's been a slog, but I finally worked out some of the uh, the rhythms of the game um, and uh, taking some wickets and scoring some runs, but... um, Congratulations, Chris. Thank Congratulations, you. mate. I'm really pleased Thanks. for you. I can't wait for you and my player on Don Bradman cricket to really, really come along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get going. This is Don Bradman 2014, by the way. I bought this game like 2015. Wow, I've been slogging wow. away at this thing for wow, bloody mate, that's, ages. That's a slog. Actual careers have risen and fallen in the time that it's taken. They really have. <laughs> Aaron Finch. Aaron Finch has come and gone in that time. Oh, boy, that's funny. Um, mate, while we're talking about stuff that's funny, and this is actually Don Bradman cricket-esque, let's have a chat about this game the West Indies have been playing against England. It's the oh, first test match in Bridgetown. Um, and, mate, it's just absolutely wild. So 
The West Indies batted first, um, and they were all out for 289. Not not a bad score. Um, a, a bloke I haven't heard of before called Shryman Hetmer uh, scored 81 in the middle order there. Um, a couple of 40s and 50s at the top. Shy Hope, who we, we came across a little while ago, was, was pretty good. Plus a man by the name of Roston Chase, um, who must be a relatively new player because he doesn't even have a photo to his name on the uh, Crick, in, Crick Australia website as yet. Got 54 in the middle order there. But, you know, in 289, first innings, I mean, not great, but but not bad. The Poms came out, B-Train, and mm. they were skittled for 77. Mm. Just absolutely uh, skittled. Uh, sh- uh, you know, sort of shadows of uh, Trent Bridge there. Um, yeah. In, uh, in Bridgetown. So, um, look, very exciting stuff. And great to see, great to see a Wendy's fast bowler. Just doing mm. some damage. Kemar Roach has always been a little bit deadly. And he took five for 17. Wow. You know, so um, that was just, that was a lovely little bit of highlights package that, are, that came through on the telly the other day. And uh, I think it just uh, gives us a little bit of a, you know, swagger in our step heading towards a Ashes tour. Well, yes, Chris. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that. I, I, was, I was more thinking about like... You and I have been a bit down on the Windies for a little while, Chris, because mm. they've been struggling with performances and they've been struggling with player management. They've been struggling with a whole range of things. But it's great to see them come back, you know. Uh, Roach got that five for, obviously. Jason Holder got two. Um, and it's it's really nice to see West Indies fast bowlers blasting out teams. Like, that that makes me happy on the inside. But the talking point of this whole thing, B-Train, for me, comes down to the second West Indian innings, right? So mm. they, they got pretty rolled. Stokes and Ali um, really tore apart the top order there. You got scores of 24-33, 3-1-duck, 31. And all of a sudden, they're 6 for. They're what, Sputter? They're sort of 6 for 120. Yeah, 6 for um, 120. They're even in worse shape, actually, at 5 for, 60, 5 for 61 before the uh, wicketkeeper Dowrich came to the crease. Um, and things were looking fairly dire, Pat. Extremely, Bardo. And then all of a sudden, Dowich and Holder got together, and Jason Holder, batting at number eight, scored 202 not out. 202 not out. Incredible. Batting at eight. Incredible. What 20, is that? Um, just to give you um, some concept of how he batted, um, I think fair to say Jason Holder just sort of poked it around for a bit. Um, <laughs> it was a patient tempered innings. Um, a, a measly 23 fours and eight sixes. <laughs> just really just nibbled them around yeah. the corner mostly. Ran a lot of twos, Bevan-esque, said, some would call it. He just said, I'm just going to, you know, make these Englishmen field for days and days. And But um, I'll tell you what, no, 202 runs off 229 deliveries at a strike rate of 88. Um Bloody, it's bloody incredible. If, I tell you what, if, if, if ever there was a captain's knock, if ever there was a captain's <laughs> knock, that was it from uh, Jason Omar Holder. It's, it's, there's captain's knocks and then there's coming in at 6 for 120 and when you leave the crease, it's 6 declared for 415. Like that, that's a pretty severe turnaround. Um, amazing work from Jason Holder there. I mean, I've always thought of him more as a bowler who could bat mm. a bit as opposed to the other way around. Well, um, I'll tell you what, all of a sudden, his test uh, his, his test career statistics don't look too bad. The 202 not outs um, increased his average to 33.8, and um, and his bowling average is not too shabby either. 
um, with that uh, 28.29. So he is a genuine all-rounder there for the West Indies at the moment. And, and I um, believe he's just jumped the tables and taken over Shakib Alassane as the number one ranked um, all-rounder in the world. So <laughs> credit to him, mate. You know, a couple of wickets and then a 200. Like, that's... that's. I mean, you can't ask much more from a number eight than that. No, you cannot. Um, and as I said, absolutely uh, magnificent captain's innings, innings there from Jason Holder. Um, really set up the game nicely for the West Indies. And it, yeah, massively. And England came in out in the second innings and performed a lot better. Rory Burns uh, has been a classy performer, made 84 at the top of the of the order there. Um, a couple of other notice, notable scores, mostly around the 30s and, and 20s mark, because they were taken apart by Roston Chase. Mm. I mentioned getting 80 in the first dig. Now, Roston is... Uh, I would think of him more as being a part-time bowler. He's, he's classified as an all-rounder now because uh, he just took eight for 60 in that particular well, innings. I've got to be honest with you, Pat, before this test match, I didn't think about Ruston Chase at all. So- <laughs> <laughs> Man, Chris, I didn't wake up in the morning being like, I wonder how Ruston Chase is going. But I will now. Yeah, me too. Me too. Eight now. for 60 of 21 overs. Um, 2.77. And look, Bardo, I, I watched the highlights package of Roston's bowling. And his bowling off breaks. And, and look, let me tell you, they were straight, Chris. They were straight. Uh, yep. Just uh, Lehman. Would, just, you, would just, you say Lehman-esque? I'd say Lehman-esque, Bardo. I'd say Lehman-esque. I'd say that... Uh, Darren Lehman in his playing days probably had about 70 kilos on Roston Chase, who's, who's a very l- slender man. Uh, but yeah, Lehman-esque, very straight, a bit loopy. Um, just did him in flight. Well, just I'll tell you what, mate, I, I think we need to put that uh, that highlights package of uh, Roston Chase uh, up on the Facebook page. Yep, And like uh, also, I think if, if we can find the, find some footage of uh, Jason Holder, we need a big shout. I'll tell you what, there's something about tailenders named Jason making 200 plus. Hey, you know, hey, you know, um, Bardo, you make a great point. Mm, mm, there's a correlation there. You know, there's now two of them. So, do you think that Pat Cummins should change his name to Jason sure. Cummins in the hope of getting a, a double ton? Well, somebody should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably easier for Jai Richardson to do that. Yeah, well, he's already that's a right. I mean, he's already, you know, some of the way there. Most um, of the way. He doesn't even have to know, change his signature the, that much, really. Um, the Monog- what do they call the monogram? Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The, he, he wouldn't have to get his monogram changed. Um, that, that'd be the same. Hey, look, that's so, going to save thousands. Yep. I think that could be a new thing. Um, so you, you know how, like, when you're the new batsman in the team, you're often asked to field at short leg? Yeah. Square or, or silly mid-off? Um, I think every time you're a new fast bowler, you are legally required, <laughs> required to legally change your name to Jason... <laughs> Um, just in case we need to make 200. All right? We're led to believe- <laughs> I think it's really fair. We're led to believe- I think it's it makes fair, you good. If you, call, if you call Jason. Uh, look, God knows we've got enough bloody Mitchells. There's Mitchells coming out of our eyeballs. Um, yeah. So I think a couple more Jasons could really do the job. Uh, yeah, look, amazing game there. And and the, um, I'm going to watch the rest of this series with um, with a lot of attention. Uh, it's great to see the Windies back on the board. It's also great to see the Poms lose. Um, I might even get Tom Hawkey to check in with us in an episode or two <laughs> and see how he's tracking. Uh, just in the lead up to the Ashes, just to get some good banter from Tom. Um, B-Train, let's move on to this test, shall we, mate? Yes. Uh, because we finally had a win. And and I just want to just 
revel in it, Bardo. Just revel in it. Give me your your highlights. Give me your thoughts from a bit of an overview standpoint of the uh, the glory of this test match, mate. Well, I mean, first of all, um, you know, as we said earlier, the the selection decisions. Uh, it looks as though we got a couple right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I I think the thing that I'm I'm most excited, to be perfectly honest with you, is in the first innings is the performance of Jai Richardson. Um, yeah. Just looked um, absolutely fantastic, didn't he? Um, you know, lots of fire, lots of energy. Um, you know. Uh, those fight. celebrations, Bardo. Those, those I love celebrations. those celebrations. Uh, oh. bit, of, bit of passion back. It didn't look like a. It didn't look like a hard slog to be playing cricket for Australia, for uh, for Jai Richardson, and um, uh, you know, uh, swinging it both ways, giving everybody lots of trouble. Um, this is a. This, he's a bit of an X factor, I think. Um, and I tell you what, it's it's obviously untimely that Joshy Hazelwood got injured, but. Um, It'll be interesting to see how this second test match goes because I'm not sure what our pace battery is going to look like in in England if Joe Richardson Joe Richardson has another good test. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Chris. There's going to be a lot of competition for spots, and that's that's always a good thing. I mean, I think we can book Paddy Cummins in um, yeah. because his performance as well was just outstanding, um, and the combination of Cummins and Richardson was. Cummins Richardson Lyon was brilliant. Starkey was a little wayward, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think he struggled to control the ball. He's been struggling for control for a while, mate. Um, yeah. He's been swinging him too much. He's been bowling. His short balls have been very, very short. So it's it's been an interesting one with him. But, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought Richardson was a revelation. Um, and my other highlight from that first innings was the keeper, Sri Lankan keeper, Dick Waller. Yeah. Um, who I've been very excited to talk to you about, Chris, because I thought you'd be excited, A, about his cricket, B, about his name. Well, Dick, um, <laughs> no, 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 that's that's not very kind at all. Um, no, look, I thought he he showed a lot of, uh, what's the, what's it, moxie, moxie, a lot of moxie um, in his innings. I, I thought he played some terrific shots, actually, um, including uh, one very uh, precocious uh, ramp shot. Um, yeah. It came out of it came out of nowhere, um, really, and particularly when you consider the state of the game, he was just like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna just gonna play a ramp shot." It's a, it's here it is, boom! Here, here and he had is. a couple of like taps over the slips in the keeper as well, like super late, which went one of them went for six, I think, in the second dig. Um, you know what? But it was Maxwell esque. It was like mm. watching Glenn Maxwell without the anxiety. It was just like. This guy, this super free-flowing, very talented hitter of the ball, just going out and hitting it. Um, he got compared to Gilchrist by a couple of blokes in the commentary box. I think his shot selection was probably more outrageous than Gilly. Um, he was a very strong front of the wicket, but um, it was very, very impressive. Again, especially when you consider the uh, the name of the game there, um, it, they were a lot down when he when he came in and not in a great position. You know, five for sixty six, six for ninety one, seven for one hundred two, mm. losing wickets at regular intervals, and and Dequilla really held it all together uh, as much as he could. The Sri Lankans there got routed for one forty four. Can um, I just say? Can and, I say on yeah. uh, on Dequilla there? Dequilla sure. has one of the all time great Sri Lankan names. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a crack um, here to get this right. Please. It's uh, uh, Dick Weller, Pat, 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 
Patabendage, Delantha, Nirishan, Dick Weller. I think that was possibly the most Aussie interpretation <laughs> of that name. I think I'm just going to stick with Dick world. Weller. I've- yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, there was a wonderful commentator, I can't remember who it was, uh, Martin Russell Arnold or someone, was saying how much uh, Sri Lankans come over here and struggle with Australians' names and then Aussies go over there and horribly mispronounce them, which we've just done, Bardo. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really good. sorry. I'm really, you know, and I live in the, I live in the same suburb um, as the Sri Lankan High Consulate. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for some reason it's, it's where I live. I don't know why, it's a really strange place for, to have a console con, you know a consulate but uh it's there do you know what buddy you should go down there and see if anyone wants to be our sri lankan correspondent for two for none just go and poke your nose in <laughs> that is a very good thought and i and I've, you know what i should do pal i should go down to the consulate poke my nose yeah. in and see if anyone wants to be part of the two for none family that's what i should do that's what you should do, Chris. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you 100% should do. Yeah. We can get a t-shirt made up. We haven't got any merch made yet. That's something we yeah. should probably think about. Let's get you a two-for-none shirt. Let's send you down there and just see if we can't back with a correspondent. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's get back to the cricket, Bardo. Uh, Paddy mm, Cummins sorry, yeah. in that first innings took four for 39. Jai Richardson got three for 26. Starkey two for 41 uh, in a great bowling performance. And you know what else was awesome, Bardo? Catching. We freaking mm. held catches for, for arguably the first time this summer. Um, Labashane was great. Patterson was great. Patterson took a couple of screamers in this game. He's turned out to be a revelation at Gully. Um, and Joey Burns at second slip as, as some of the safest pairs of hands in the game. Like, all of a sudden, we didn't let any chances go. I don't think we let a single chance go down in that, in that innings. If we did, I can't remember it. So, um, really, really happy with that, mate. Catches win matches, and and we we let so many opportunities slide through our hands in the um in the Indian series. It was so wonderful to to take them all. Was my big rant about that? Yeah, for sure, mate. Absolutely. I think I think we we definitely feel it better. Um, and I think it, it we just looks like we were enjoying it more in the field, if 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 that makes sense. And obviously, it helps when you're taking wickets at regular intervals. But um, then the Australians came out to bat. Mm. Um, look, um. I obviously Marcus Harris make, making another start, looking very good for his forty-four. Um, uh, before uh, losing his wicket early on day two, um, I thought Joey Burns. This is a weird thing to say, but I thought for fifteen looked very solid. <laughs> I thought that's a that's a good looking fifteen. How often um, have we said that this summer, man? For his twenty-one, it was a really solid twenty-one. <laughs> Look, um, and I would like them to retain this opening partnership for the next test. Um, I think one of the concerning things for uh, Australian cricket for a little while is we've had a bit of a revolving door of opening batsmen, and I oh, think that mate, absolutely that that's a partnership where where you need more than any other. You need some sort of continuity. Um, so that guys can get to know each other and uh, uh, you know perform their role as 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 well as possible. Because if you get the team, as we it sounds obvious, but if you get the team off to a good start, you know it's much better to be uh, uh, none for a hundred than four for a hundred. And a lot of that start obviously starts with the uh, partnership between the opening bats. Um, I but I thought you know that was um, uh, that was a, a promising opening partnership. Um, uh, Uzi didn't really get going with eleven. Um, it seems as though Pereira's just got his number at the minute. 
Surely does, doesn't he? It was a bad shot too, but going back and chopping on like that, it was, it was an unnecessary cut from Uz there um, so early in his innings. He was, you know, again, uh, 29 deliveries. He'd been there for a while and kind of went back to try and push it through sort of backwards square and, and chopped on. Uh, I hate seeing batsmen get out off the inside edge of the bat. If you get beaten on the outside, then generally speaking, it's a good ball. Um, mm. But on the inside edge, it's generally batsman error. So that was that was a bit disappointing from Uz. Um, yeah. Nathan Lyon's night watchman work was pretty solid, I thought. Um, got us through the nighttime session. It looked good for his one of 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Survived an LBW review as well. Um, yeah. Good on your liner. And then I thought, look, obviously, Labuschagne and uh, and Head came together at four for eighty two. Uh, not not in a Australia, not in a bad position, but not in a good position either. Um, and yeah. I thought, I've got to say, I think Labuschagne, um, even though he didn't top score in the innings, for mine looked the most accomplished of all of the batsmen um, that Australia put uh, put out there. Um, you know, played some lovely sweep shots. Uh, yeah, he really did. You know, he? throughout the innings. And particularly when there was a stacked leg side field, you know, just, you know, some batsmen would obviously put that shot away, but uh, he's got enough confidence in it and, and, and play it very well, very safely along the ground. Um, I thought, as I said, I thought he was the most accomplished of the batsmen, which gives me a little bit of a, a warming, a warming in the cockles of the heart, um, which is good. Um, <laughs> we love that, Bardo. Oh, love that warming well, cockles of the oh. heart. And look, it's... Interesting with Labuschagne. I agree. Against the spinners, he looked really, really solid. Um, I thought you're right. His sweeping of the ball was great. And it was actually when he stopped sweeping that he got himself in trouble. Yeah. Um, but there is a little... There looks to be a little chink in his armor that I think could be exposed against sure. good pace bowling. Uh, I think he's... It's about the way that his bat's coming around his front pad. And, and there's just a bit of... It's just like he's playing a bit out in front of himself, which can be corrected before the Ashes. And and like before this test match, Bardo, I, I wasn't a Labuschagne fan. In fact, I've been quite vocal in my, like, who the hell is this bloke? How did he get in the side? The more I watch him bat, the more I'm growing to like him. So I'm hoping that um, with more time in the middle and more time with the coaching staff, he can be fully prepared for the Ashes. Because, you know, Bardo, four episodes ago, you said to me, Pat, think about where we are at now and think about facing a swinging ball against a great mm. um, pace battery in the UK. Yeah. And we really need all of our batters to be solid, est we have another edge bastion scenario on our hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny that you say about, uh, you know, look, looking solid against pace. Um, I thought Travis Head uh, was good. Uh, looked, I thought looked a little bit scratchy early on. But then after he was dropped on about 30-odd, um, it seemed to free him a little bit. Um, mm. And then copped a copped a fairly reasonable uh, delivery from Lachmel, uh when he was on eighty four to, to get out. But um, uh, he had ten fours in his innings. Um, interestingly, ten fours in his innings, but a strike rate of uh, of forty four, which I think is yeah. indicative of the fact that you know uh, when he saw them, he played really well. But I think it took him a little little while to get going, um, for sure. He's really um, strong square of the wicket, Trav. And a lot yeah. of those fours came from the fact that spinners especially were bowling a bit short and a bit wide to him. Which yeah. for Travis Head is money. Like, you put a ball out. He's like Philip Hughes-esque. Do you know what I mean? Like, if anything short and wide, it's gone. Um, between square and third man, forget about it. He's He'll take you to town. So, um yeah, I thought that, that it's going to be interesting to see if the Sri Lankans tighten that up in the next test uh, and whether he has the same amount of success there. And look, while we're talking about good 
solid low scores. Curtis Patterson, mm. Bardo. Curtis Patterson looked great, I thought. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked good too. Um, and I, look, I think you've also got to got to consider the time in the game in which he came in rather than... Absolutely. The, ...than the runs he scored. Um, you know, again, uh, uh, comes in uh, with Australia. Second new ball. Second new ball. Um, you know, night time, uh, pink test. You know, we all know that that ball does a little bit more once the lights go down. Um, Mark Mull was hooping them. Humid Brisbane conditions. So look, I, yeah, again, I didn't didn't mind his innings uh, uh, so much. So um, it, it sounds as though Australia's going to go unchanged in the next test. So it looks as though Patterson will retain his spot at number six. Um, mm. This team is starting to take a bit more shape. That top yeah, six is, is starting to take a little bit more shape. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Stoinis in a minute. Um, but uh, as I said, it looks, looks all right. Um, Tim Payne will be disappointed with his outing. Obviously, a golden duck. Um, Paddy, Paddy Cummins on the other end of the spectrum. A very <laughs> a not golden duck. A copper duck. 21 balls for a duck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A pewter duck. A pewter um, duck, the lead duck. A um, cubic zirconia duck. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to mention to you, too. Do you know what Curtis Patterson's nickname is? What's that? They call him the spoon. Uh, <laughs> Because he's shaped like a spoon. He's got a big flat face and a long skinny body. Right. <laughs> very good. <laughs> mean. It's very mean. But, but interesting. Good. I like it. Um, <laughs> oh, the spoon, Patterson. I love it. Um, yeah, you're right, mate. And Mitchell Stark came out and did a bit of a Starkey. He scored 26 off 25, hit a couple of booming fours and a six over mid-wicket, striking it at 104. Um, that was that was fun. That was fun. It's always fun to see Starkey do that sort of business. Um, I thought Larkmail bowled really well, mate. Five for 75 yeah. off 27. And uh, he was difficult to get away. He was wily. I think Larkmar's figures almost don't do him justice. I mean, obviously, anytime you take a fiver, it's, it's outstanding. But, you know, I, I thought that uh, he copped a bit of punishment there toward the, towards the end uh, when he was clearly fatigued um, and, uh, you know, maybe <clears throat> didn't didn't flatter his figures quite so much. But he, he looks a threat. Um, he, he's an interesting bowler. Um, you know, and Gets a lot of movement. A lot of movement. For I sure. Gabba conditions really suited him really well. Um He's, he's obviously one of the more experienced Sri Lankan uh, uh, bowlers, uh, you know, 55 tests under his belt. Um, yeah. uh, that'd be, yeah, and it's, look, that would have gone close to his best bowling in an innings too. His, pre, his uh, current best figures are, are, are 5 for 54 um, and, yeah, right. uh, you know, obviously 5 for 75 puts him over the edge. Interestingly, Pat, and, and maybe this is, a, this is a, a thing where, you know, playing on Sri Lankan decks all the time, which aren't so... Uh, uh, fast bowler friendly his bowling average in test cricket is 39 which is right. exorbitant um, yeah but um, I think he's a lot better bowler than that yeah it, it, that's right he looked to me to be a lot better than that and maybe that's just a conditions thing um, can I also raise Bardo a, a elephant in the room here sure um, elephant in the room is that this Sri Lankan bowling attack is not as good as the Indian attack we just faced no. There is no Jasper Boomerah. There's no second inning Shami. There's no, um, you know, Ishan Sharma. It, it's it's really worth just like I think we've got a reason to be pleased here. I think we've got a really a reason to be really happy with the performance and see the improvement in our side. But 
I don't think we can get too freaking carried away. No. Again, in the in Anderson, Broad, um, and all of those boys, which are going to be bowling at us in a couple of months, we, we've got to keep a bit of a lid on it. Um, well, I think it's. I mean, I think yeah. if, if you want to capture the mood of the nation, you really just have to look at the crowd attendance for the Gabba. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, on there, those but. those multicolored seats at the Gabba were really working hard to try and. <laughs> you know, we know why you put them there, Queensland government. Um, uh, but uh, they were really working hard to try and make you think there were people there. But um, uh, yeah. that's all, mate. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not having, I'm not throwing shade at the Sri Lankans here. Like, they're a good side. Um, but there's a difference between a bloke who can swing the ball and is accurate and bowls, you know, 125 to 135 clicks, and a bloke who does the same at 145. That that real talented, super quick fast bowler who can swing the ball, i.e. Jasper Boomer, um, had such an impact against us. And going to a guy who were a couple of Ks slower um, and, and selecting probably a better batting side, I think really aided Australia here. Mm. Um, I don't think presents the same level of challenge that we had against that Indian team. Do you think that's a fair criticism? Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say Sri Lanka's as good as India. Um, this is also a Sri, a Sri Lankan side that's been hit by injury as well. Um, yes. doesn't have um, uh, guys like Angelo Matthews um, yeah. who's, a, who's a critical cog as, as part of that team so um, you know I, I've said it before I just think we got the order of these test matches wrong um, yeah. you know I, I think um, uh, you know two tests against Sri Lanka um, you know particularly when, when there was some uncertainty around our batting lineup um, you know, might have been a really healthy thing, and who knows? Maybe Aaron Finch should still be in the test team at this point if, if that had been the case. Um, well, that's a great point, Chris. But, true, but um, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, well, I mean, and and then then you've got, uh, uh, you know, if we have playing if we're playing India um, at Brisbane, um, you know, if you have India at Brisbane and Perth, then it's it's a slightly different scenario. Um, and then if you've played India moving into going into England, I feel like you've had a really, really good hit out. Um, so I just think we got with the, the, the schedule is, I mean, obviously you've got to work with the, uh, the foreign country coming in as well. The, the, the touring side, I should say. Um, but I just think that this is more evidence of the fact that maybe we didn't quite get the schedule right. Yeah, um, I hear you there, mate. Um, in the end, Australia ended up making 323. Uh, the two major scores there being obviously Labashane and Trav Head, uh, who did really quite well. The Sri Lankans came back out for the second innings, and the second innings, Bardo, we're going to call it the time of the Pegasus, the time of Cummins, because Paddy Cummins was awesome. Damn, mm. he was awesome. If you haven't seen the highlights, folks, check them out. Paddy Cummins was bowling straight up fire. It was heat, but oh, 6 for 23 off 15. How'd you like me now? Um, Payne got catches. Curtis Patterson took an absolute hanger at Gully. Leapt far to his right, stuck the mid out, and the whole thing just held in there. Um, Joey Burns had hands made of glue in the slips. Took uh, three catches, I think, in that innings. Two or three catches. Really, really good. And then from the other end, Jai Richardson was coming in, swinging him, taking out off stump, doing outrageous celebrations. Um, it was it was a sight to behold. And to make Sri Lanka's life tougher, Kumara got injured 
tore his hamstring, the poor sucker, um, and wasn't able to take mm. part. Australia ended up winning by an innings and 40 runs on the third day of play. Um, Paddy coming six for 23, obviously being the highlight there. Richardson, two for 19. Nathan Lyon, one for 17. And by the way, we haven't talked about Lyon a lot um, in this game, but the GOAT was exceptional. And if anything, he was mm. bowling too well. Um, he was just bowling grenades and nobody mm. could touch him. Yeah, yeah, he um, he did look very dangerous, and I think he had a, a chance missed <clears throat> off his bowling. Uh, was he either didn't quite get to a, a catch at first slip, or maybe grasped yeah. it? Um, but um, yeah, he was getting a fair bit of uh, hoop and bounce, and uh, uh, um, just looked, you know, ever ever the mysterious spin bowler, um, uh, which was fantastic. Just a note on Paddy Cummins too, mate. Yeah, um, hit me. Uh, he's t- in 19 test matches, he's taken 90 wickets uh, at the minute. And, you know, I mean, when you consider how long there was between her f- his first and second test match, um, I mean, that's outstanding. Wow. Plus, so 90 wickets, so he's closing in on 100 wickets. If he, ha- if he has another performance like he did this week, he'll be there by the end of next week. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's hopeful, obviously. But um, he's, he has an average now of 22.47, which is, you know, right up there with the best. Uh, and at a strike rate of 47, which is equally outstanding. Um, he's becoming, a, you know, a, just a genuine world-class fast bowler. And in, in, this, in so much as we have marveled at the guy, guys like Kagisa Rabada um, and Boomerah, and those guys who are who are just uh, mysterious, um, I would say Pat Cummins is almost more uh, in in your uh, your Rocky Balboa mode. Just I'm just gonna stand here and beat you down. Um, uh, you know I'm just I'm just not going away. Um, Maybe even Dolph Lundgren there, but uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's I I just I just think you know when you look at, look at his stats and how they progressed over the last. Uh, certainly, over this summer, it's magnificent, isn't it? So, um, and a batting average too of uh, of uh, uh, twenty in Test match cricket, if you don't mind. So, pretty solid. Pretty solid. I mean, we're all. It's it's really it's become the summer of Pat, hasn't it? I mean, you got. Oh, it's the summer of Pat, but we thought it was the summer of uncertainty, but it's the summer of Pat. It's a, it's yeah, it's it's becoming more certain. It's the summer of Pat, <laughs> um, and um, which you'll enjoy, of course. Um, oh, I love it, but I love the name association. It makes me gratuitously happy. Uh, well, that's what I'm here to do, mate. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I just think that's magnificent, really. Um, yeah, it's and, really impressive, um, especially when you, like you say, buddy, you consider his injury history. Like, there's a time there where it looked like Paddy Cummins was never going to play cricket for Australia again. That he was just too injured, he was too broken, it was never going to happen. And like, credit to him and the people around him. Um, I know he's played a lot for the Penrith Cricket Club. He was playing a lot for Penrith as a just a batsman only for a fair period of time there. Really? Um, and yeah, yeah, because he couldn't bowl. So they, he was batting three, I think, for first grade, um, three or four for Penrith in first grade. So um, credit to him, Bardo. It must have been a long road back, and he's really relishing it now. Um, as I say, the Aussies picked up the win there, Bardo, and you and I were both pretty damn stoked with that. Um, our attention now turns to Canberra. Mm. For the first ever test at Monica Oval. And I'm pleased to say, uh, fans of Two for None, that I'm going to be there uh, on Sunday. I'm going to be sitting in Bay 7 in the shade up there. So if you see a tall ginger man, my sister might be with me, um, come and bloody say hello. 
uh, poke your nose in and uh, say hi. I'll have a chat and uh, we can bloody take a selfie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, talk some nonsense about cricket. So I'll be in and around there if you're if you're about, folks. I'm pretty excited about it, Chris. Um, the officials down there and Monica Oval. I mean, Monica Oval, for those who don't know it, is um, renowned for being a road. It's renowned for being mm. a flat batting track with a really quick outfield. Um, in internationals over the last 10 years and one day, is, it's got an average of 62.29 per over. Um, so, you know, it, it, people make runs there. So the, the guy who runs the joint has come out and said they're anticipating hot weather and they're going to leave a, bit, a little bit more moisture in it on day one to make sure it gets through the five days. Okay. So, so there's, they're hoping it's going to be a little bit more adversarial, Pat. A bit of adversarial action, Chris. Okay. I'm thinking it might be a fast road. It might be well, it's a super funny, highway. You know, I would have thought. I would have thought being uh, being Canberra that uh, would have been a little bit more conducive to spin. <laughs> conducive to spin. <laughs> but what you say, oh, interesting. I tell you what. I tell you that's. I tell you that's. But it's a very good point. What you're saying to me is yeah. that uh, Monocle Oval. Yes. is more conducive to Bill O'Reilly, Fox News anchor, spin-free zone, <laughs> than it is to Australian legend Bill Tiger O'Reilly, leg spinner, extraordinaire. extraordinary. Now, that's something. Now, if that's not a scandal, Pat, if that's not a scandal... Chris, I thought we weren't doing any more scandals, mate. I thought we had... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's selection shocks, and we'll get there. Oh, yeah. But uh, look, that's something we need to fix. Now, I, look, same name. I understand it gets confusing. Yeah, very. But very, I, Bill, I can understand. Bill O'Reilly's been on the, Bill, American Bill O'Reilly's on the telly a lot more than Bill Tiger O'Reilly. Uh, True. You know, I haven't seen Bill Tiger O'Reilly on the telly in a bit. But <laughs> that's something we need to fix. There is an imbalance that needs to be addressed here, and I think the first thing that the people of Canberra need to do is to make sure that this is a, uh, a deck that at least turns a little bit on the last... There's a little bit of spin, Chris. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just a touch. Just a touch. Look, mate, uh, what I will say I'm pleased about is that day one tickets for that are sold out to the general public. I know because I just tried to buy some. So um, it, it means the people of Canberra are getting around it, Chris. Great. They're getting around it. Great, great, They're going to be there, which is more than we could say for the people of... Queensland, who saw a test at the Gabba and went, you're having a test at the Gabba in the end of January, hit the bricks. I don't want to know about it. It's not November. Get out of my life, um, which, I, which I can understand. Mate, the other big news, the selection shock, is that um, Redshaw and Pekowski being released and big Marcus Stoinis in the side, Bardo. Pleased to know that Justin Langer listens to the pod, mate. Big old fan of the pod. That's right. Must be a big fan of Chris Barty. Well, he said, bloody hell, I'm in Canberra there. I've got nothing else to do. Um... <laughs> No, that's me. There's things to do in Canberra. Um, there's uh, Questacon. And, oh, yeah. I love Questacon. Um, um, Australian War Memorial. War Memorial is awesome. Is good one. There is uh, Old Parliament Kangaroos, House. Kangaroos. New Parliament House. Um, there's also going to be Marcus Stoinis. Marcus Stoinis, yeah. He's he, going to be there. Do you reckon he gets a spot in the side, pal? Are you pleased to see him there? What's your thoughts, feelings, and emotions look, about that? Uh, look, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's probably overdue. Uh Probably overdue, but um, uh, he's probably a premier all round batting all rounder uh, in uh, in Australian cricket at the moment. Um, could make things interesting for uh, for again for an England England uh, tour, um, but uh, gee, you'd be hard pressed to change that 
that 11, wouldn't you, after that game? Um, yeah, you would. Everyone kind of did something. Um, and that's all you ask. So I can't see there being a selection shock, Pat. But uh, we've, got to the, we've got to the last test of the summer. And f- finally they said, look, we're going to put away the, uh, the cattle prods. We're not going to shock you anymore. You've had, you've had enough. You, st- you look like you're starting to enjoy it. That's weird. <laughs> Go home. Go home. No more shocks for you. No more shocks for you. Put it away. Take it easy. Yeah, look, I hear you, mate. Justin Langer has said that it's unlikely we'll see any changes. So I think it's going to be good for the Storm to be in and around the squad. And I, and I hope he gets on the plane um, overseas. B-Train, I think that's going to about do us. There is one more thing I wanted to mention, and I just wanted to mention it really quickly. Um, A New Zealand media company uh, put out an article this week saying that there's a correlation. This is from News Now in New Zealand, um, saying there's a correlation between Starkey's form post-Sandpapergate and his lack of wickets. They're saying that before Sandpaper Gate, he'd taken 180 wickets at 27. And afterwards, he's only managed 21 wickets at 40, uh, with best figures of three for 40. Um, And they're just uh, given some head scratching there, saying that uh, maybe the the Sandpaper sort of action was more widespread than we would have liked to believe. They're just sort of throwing out a bit of a conspiracy theory, Bardo. And, And I just wanted to take a moment to nip that in the bud. Um, and say that the reason that Starkey hasn't been bowling well isn't that he hasn't been swinging the ball, um, which is why you'd be using sandpaper on the ball to try and get mm. it to swing more. Starkey's been swinging it fine. The reason he's been got 21 wickets at 40 is that he hasn't been bowling well. Um, you know, whether you're sandpapering the ball or not doesn't impact the fact that you're hitting a line in length. It, it's only going to impact how the ball moves in the air. And ball moving in the air hasn't been the problem for Starkey. Like I said, it's been landing it. Um, and he just hasn't been in good form, I think. Maybe the sandpaper gate got, got in his head. Maybe it's a mental thing. But I, I wish we'd stop, Bardo, with these conspiracy theories that don't do anything to to move cricket forward from what was an extremely dark time. Well, you know That's what, my rant. You know what I think, Pat? What do you think, Chris? I think the Kiwis find themselves 2-0 down against India. <laughs> I think having been beaten by 90 runs and uh, 8 wickets respectively uh, it's a little bit tough going isn't it yeah they're a pretty good team India yep they're pretty good they make, look, they make you look pretty ordinary they do uh, they so look do. if I was in that sort of predicament I'd be probably throwing around wild accusations to distract from my own uh, state of affairs but uh no, look, it's all positive, I think, here for, for the Australian cricket team at the moment. We head to the nation's capital. No doubt yep. we'll, we'll be seeing, uh, uh, you know, ScoMo and the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever our other current ministers well, are, who knows? I'm not, sure who, I'm not sure who we have left in the government at the moment, but uh, they'll be around. They'll be around. <laughs> um, and, you know, there'll be, um, there'll be the other things that are around in Canberra. They'll be around. But the main Maybe action will be at catch- Maybe I'll be able to catch Clive Palmer just like sniffing around um, well, <laughs> in one of his big yellow shirts. Yeah, he'll be there at tea time, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> no, that's mean. That's mean. We're sorry, Clive. We're sorry, Clive. Um, that's mean. We'll stop being rude. Uh, Bardo, I reckon we should call it there, pal. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Nope, let's go. Let's go to the nation's capital. Let's go. Let's do it. 
Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get another bloody win on the board. Chris Barty, thank you for your company. Ladies and gentlemen, you're the best. We appreciate your time and your effort listening to the pod. Find us on Facebook. Like our pages. Give us a rating, a review. Share us with your friends. Do the deal. And most importantly, enjoy the Aussies when they go and take down the Sri Lankans and Monica. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And go down to the next.